What up, y'all? Welcome to Queer Walk the Podcast. Um, I'm Money. Your you might not recognize my voice because I have forever been changed by Austin, Texas. You sound, you sound like Girl Six right now. <laughs> what the fuck is Girl Six? And that's that movie about the call girl. It's like an old nineties movie, I think. I sound like a call girl. It sounds like a nice breath. If you would like <laughs> to talk to money. <laughs> Press nine. <laughs> For a fun time, press 69. Ew. <laughs> anyway. Who are you? Oh. I am Nikita, one part of the Black Baddie Brigade. Yeah, we, we went pretty deep. Yeah. Like black girl podcasters. Yeah, that was a lot Baddies. of fun. We fucked it up. Okay, so um, this is actually, we wanted to come before we upload the uh, the live show and do, like, this little intro on the front end of it. Yeah. Because um, it was only an hour. Y'all know we'd be on here talking for, like, two hours. So uh, there's a lot that we want to, like, reflect on and say before we just jump into the episode. Yeah, so, so yeah, like Money said, we want to reflect on our South by Southwest um, experience. Um, I thought it was great. It was a lot of fun. It was, we were just around some really, you know, in my words, stellar and top-notch black women. Um, on that Sunday, we did, or we were guests on a panel put on by Tea with Queen and Jay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, and they were just, so it wasn't even just the other people that were on the panel with us that were just like, Coming with like the A game, but like even the questions yeah. that they asked and how they yeah. framed um, the panel in terms of uh, podcasting as being a part of like the Black oral tradition, that was just fucking amazing. If if you need anybody to like moderate a panel with Black women, uh, hire Queen and Janicia. Yeah, because God damn it, they good. The questions, <laughs> like, the- like the caliber yeah. of those motherfucking yeah. questions was just. Yeah. Unparalleled. Um, and I just wanted to give a shout out to the other uh, black podcasting baddies who were on that panel with us. Yes. Um, so the panel was uh, hashtag listen to black women. Uh, and it was at the your your house. Is that why y'all were doing that? <laughs> no, your is like a, a New York greeting. I've never heard that. Because you from Texas. Oh, okay. <laughs> y'all kept doing that. And I was like, what the fuck are they <laughs> doing that for no the name of the house was actually the year house but we thought it was funny because <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i got it um but yeah so uh brooke devar from the naked beauty was on the panel with us uh and of course the homie diamond styles diamond is Marcia's just plate. yes oh uh, I, I just i'm still i feel like i was like numb type starstruck meeting her Right. Because of having, I, I say this a lot, like, I, my gay self grew up on her YouTube channel. But now I feel, like, retroactively starstruck and in awe of her because she just says the, like, I don't know, like, with laser precision, like, that's what was missing from this conversation. Like, she yeah, just says it, yeah. you know? Oh. oh, my gosh. And so we just got to be in Austin, Texas in this little, like, Black feminist baddie bubble. Yeah. That, it, was, it was amazing because South by Southwest was pretty South by South white. <laughs> um, 
So this is accurate. Yeah. So that was. I was just kind of like, meh. It was. It was violently white. Yeah. The, um. So me and Queen got there before everybody else, and we were just like, where are our <laughs> people? It was odd. Like you leave Wakanda and you go to like, you go to Austin. I'm like, oh gosh. And it's funny because when we came back, I realized I lived in Texas for a long time, even mm-hmm. Central Texas, but I've actually never spent a lot of time in Austin. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it was good to realize that um, I wasn't missing anything. So yeah. shout out <laughs> to uh, um, my hometown and North Texas because I had some good times there. But mm. Austin, it was just meh. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, and I left after everybody and uh, got to see how the city interacts. Well, the city and uh, the con- the conference, South By, interacts with like uh, visibly queer bodies too. And I was not... Excited or impressed by that either. Right. But I think they have a lot of growing to do. And they could cut us a check and we could help them out with that. Yeah, <laughs> um, But yeah, there's a lot that can be done. Yeah. Um, and from my, you know, not, I'm not going to get too deep in it. But, you know, from my, you know, my black Marxist feminist perspective so much. I've never been to like um, Silicon Valley. But so much of the conversation around tech is like, Entrepreneur, yeah. it's like so. There's so much of that kind of like neoliberal, like individual, like kind of language that I think that really romanticizes, romanticizes or fetishizes technology as if it's the answer rather mm. than. I mean, I mean, I didn't go to South by Southwest thinking there was gonna be some kind of like radical, you know, anything. But it's just it's just really clear to me how so much of like conversations around tech make it make it seem as if the tech is it the is tech the savior, is the, the savior rather yeah. than the social conditions of like we always talk about yeah. in which people have a relationship in the conditions in which not even the conditions but the the uses of mm-hmm. technology mm-hmm. and culture and media and that kind of thing and it's like and we totally speaking of which we went in and totally just fucked up this round yeah. table yeah. Um, <laughs> with young guru we yeah. were talking about like revolutionary yeah, ideas yeah. you know occupy uh-huh. you know the importance of like hiring black women yes. and like what success looks like exactly. for communities and not as individuals um, and that was just like basic conversations right. for us but it's because we lived this you right know? right and so uh, it reminds me of that so i was thinking because i i have these moments where i'm in those spaces like just shit just walking down the street i had this feeling several times of like am i just <laughs> am i trying to revolutionize myself out of being able to like function in the world um but then i think i think it's a um it's a Angela Davis quote that like you have to live as if revolution is possible and do yeah. it every day, and I think that's what our whole group does. Right. And so, like, like those conversations aren't anything like new for us. Like yeah. this is what we do, and I think what I love the most about it is like every time we sat down to eat together, I learned something. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So it's not just that we're doing, and you know. Um, I hate to use the table or the lunch table reference because I feel like people don't even understand that as a communal reference anymore. But um, we also weren't like, you can't sit with us. Yeah. Like, we were opening that table up to anybody who was willing to, to come right. and be a part of that. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. that It made me feel so good and so seen. Like It was... Fi- these and are, like These are my sisters. That was... Uh, so, like, 
like the concrete example of how that fit was so fantastic was the meetup. Oh, so that, <laughs> so that. Was, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like I need to tell the listeners. I know I'm like months behind, but I finally saw Black Panther. Oh my God, y'all! Nikita saw Black Panther, so we were able to get off the fire jokes. I was so like collective, excited. Collective jokes. So this is me right now. Pump, pump, pump. I'm doing the Wakanda salute, cross, uh, salute across <laughs> my chest. So I'm here. I'm ready. I'm in the post-Wakandan society. Yeah. <laughs> ready to report for duty. I asked her what tribe. We actually asked everybody at the yeah, table. Yeah, like, did. What tribe do you think you uh, like most identify with? I'm just solidly Wakandan American. Yeah, I think I'm Wakandan American yeah. too. So um, it was fun just talking about that. <laughs> Who was the, I can't remember what we were doing, but I, I remember I was like, "Is this man Wakanda on?" <laughs> I don't remember. There were what just was so man. many Wakanda jokes. Yeah, like we picked up our badges, and the badges are like insanely expensive, right? So I think the badges are something like twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, and the person at the desk was like, "If you lose it, you have to pay to replace it." And Queen said, "Can you just tattoo it?" And she pulled her, <laughs> she pulled her lip down like she was showing the the Wakanda war dog tattoo. I wasn't there for that, but when you told me about that, I died laughing. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh my god! Um, what else? Lena Waif is fine as shit. Okay, y'all in person. So I'm basically best friends with Lena Waif now. Okay, I'm not gonna kill your post South by Southwest high, uh, black baddie brigade high, but she she we'll, reached we will... for my hand. You were there, you saw it. I did, and held. And she it. winked and winked at me. She winked at me. Yeah, because we gave her some queer walk merch. Yeah, we did. Or she... money did. I was too short to reach. <laughs> that was a lot of things. You were too short. I don't think so. <laughs> I think that, you know, I won't, I'm not going to get into the debates here. Uh, there is some hype privilege that I think was happening on the trip. I'm not going to name any names, but people could just look at the pictures and see who's a part of what tribe in terms of hype. I'm just going to let that go. Just going to let it go. So when y'all going to start this new podcast? Shut up. I'm just saying there's yeah. a lot of short person dis- disrespect. Or what did Queen say? She was like, yes, I am a short. <laughs> she said, as a short. As a short, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, so know. tell me, what what was your favorite moment from oh, South by? Oh, easily. My favorite mo- uh, moment was when we were leaving the Young Guru uh, session. Mm-hmm. After we totally, like, turned that <laughs> on its head. We walk out of the hotel where it's yes. at. And... There's like another black baddie brigade that's marching down the streets of Austin, and we all just do the Wakanda salute. So it's like five of them on their side, five or six of us on on our side across the street, and it was just so amazing. And there was this white woman in the middle. She was like, "Oh my God, what's going on?" And Money immediately was like, "It's not for you to understand." And it was like it was like easily because. We had gone just, like Money and uh, had just been saying, we had just gone through mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, through the streets of Austin, like, niggas wasn't nodding. Yeah. And, but, like, so we just did the full out Wakanda salute, and that was amazing. Yeah. That was, oh, that was a moment. 
Uh, oh, really let me just so speaking of seeing black people walking on the street, I, I wasn't there, but I got a shade. Was it you and Queen? It was Jay. Yeah, we're not gonna do this. No, we have to do it. So they're walking so Money and Queen are on the streets of Austin. Snapping about how there's no black people. And they say there's this man, this dude that's this black man that's looking at them. They like, oh, he looks a little familiar. I thought he was like my cousin and I just couldn't remember how. And so Money's like, you know, I don't know. He looks like he could be family. And then, so they're telling me the story because again, I'm not there yet. <laughs> and then they're like, I think it was um, you know, what's his name? To what? Tanahisi Coast? And I'm like, I'm just embarrassed. They were acting like he was some random friend that he went to high school. I was like, is that Jamal? It's fucking Tanahisi Coast. Okay. In our defense, he, no defense. He has a very cousin, uncle swag and look. Okay. He That's does, true. You know, he's not walking around with like a, a whole entourage. Like an entourage? Yeah. All right. He was just. He had on, you know, like the 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 pink. Um, what do you call that? Uh, the material that Hervé is always wearing. <laughs> the uh, linen. He had oh, on a wow. pink okay. linen shirt, and it, it just looked very cousin uncle to me. So I was like, "How do I recognize this man?" I'm like, mm, he's, "He looks so familiar." You know. And it was funny because we had been <laughs> walking around for hours. Like, where are the black people who nod back? And then the ancestors sent us the blackest of the, people. Right, right. Somebody <laughs> who literally has written a piece about reparations. <laughs> oh. And we we looked at him like, okay. Like, yeah, but like way after the fact, I was like, that was time to easy go. Yeah, car. yeah. But there's a lot. I guess that's... Um, that's one thing that I can appreciate about South by because I've been to a lot of like conferences and festivals that the folks who do presentations there, no matter what level of success they're at, um, or I should say level of attainment, um, they are accessible. Like, yeah, I I literally kicked it with my favorite rapper, Baby Mother. You, you know, did, it's like the, it's just. Right here, they there's no um, like celebrity sort of around it. They they felt every day. Yeah, is that Jamal? No, it's Tony. Tony Easy Coast, potato potato. Yeah. Tell My me favorite. your favorite moment from South by Southwest, mm. the B cubed edition. That's the Black Baddie Brigade. Um, I think that the highlight for me was Pot and Live South by Southwest. Um, I, I finally got to meet Micah from the Brown Liquor Report. That was uh, fun. Yeah, he came yeah, to the meetup. Even though <laughs> when we was asking him, like, oh, when could Quillwalk come through some stuff? He hit us with the meat, like the... Right. <laughs> you know, it's a waiting list. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, love them. Miss you, Jazz. Um, and I cried. You did? A lot. You did? Because there was just this moment. And I think I feel like this a lot when I'm even listening to podcasts. Um, Oh, my gosh. I didn't even remember this. uh, That morning when we were all getting ready and we were listening to Bag Ladies. That was definitely a highlight of the trip. It was just like. It was like meta black girl baddie podcaster levels. Um, just the, how much we, like, affirmed one another and our, like, 
gender expressions. Like, y'all were here in the live show. Like, Jay even talked about that as, you know, like a cishet woman. Sure. Um, it was just incredible. And at the at the meetup, I feel like that all just came to a head for me. Like, talking to Tammy and Marimar and just talking about, um, like, not really having spaces where yeah. you could just be and ain't nobody gonna question or like ask about Parsi your identity like you don't have to explain your existence so mm-hmm. then you can just, just talk be shit just yeah be like kicking it hanging yeah. out with people you know who yeah. are who are in you know community yeah and so I just I, I guess it just felt like so overwhelming in the best way to me and I just opened the floodgates and I was just like this yeah. is incredible like it felt it felt so healing and um it was just it was just great. It was fantastic. The outfits. I think we should have done a lookbook. Yeah, I realize I really have to step my game up. And <laughs> um um just like in the world in terms of fashion. In the world? Yeah. Okay. I feel like I got upgraded a little bit on that trip. I feel like I learned some things. Yeah. You know, in terms of not just like fashion, but just like in general. Some things to ponder. Like the satin pillowcase. The sa- yeah, I got some important, much needed black girl uh, hair, hair tips. Hair tips. <laughs> you were like, "This is the problem. I'm the only one that's so, not wrapping my hair." <laughs> yeah, like everybody was like getting ready for bed, and I was like, "I'm just out here with a bare ass head. That's why my shit be so dry." So I didn't. I can't. You didn't grow up wrapping your hair up that night. I did. And I got yelled at because I didn't do it. <laughs> and, you know, a bitch just got out on her own, just kept persistently making the bad decision. <laughs> um, what are, what are you and uh, Jay say, y'all, some community-ass bitches? Yes. So it was definitely, like, a very community-ass bitch, like, event. Um, mm-hmm. And just, like, being around amazing, brilliant uh, black women. There's it, That will never be bad. This you can true. never go wrong with that. All right. Okay. Go ahead. I'm going to wrap it up then and get on into the live show. Yeah, so enjoy the live show. Thank y'all. All All right. Your chocolate demeanor and your cocoa kisses. I see your flow from a distance. Your vibe inside my submission. I give you all of me. Wanna make you proud of me. We see the God in all you do. Your light is harmony. Every time dark as night, bright as light, I'm loving your soul. They hate you, replace you, taint you, but know that you go. Worldwide, from every continent. I just want you to jig a little bit. Move them hips, feel that bliss. Hug your sister. It's okay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> what up, y'all? Welcome to Queer Walk the Podcast. Hey, hey. I am. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my god. I'm Money, the broke shoe baddie. <laughs> and uh, this week, um, I'm Nikita. Well, I'm Nikita every week, but I'm Nikita, and I am your friendly neighborhood. Uh, Jane of all trades. Okay, all right. Fresh off the oil rig. <laughs> it was a gas turbine. It okay. was not an oil rig. <laughs> you want to do where to find us? Okay, so let me tell y'all where y'all can find us. So you can find us on Twitter at Queer Rock Pod and also on Instagram, um, on Facebook. 
the Queer Walk the Podcast, and you can go to our website, queerwalk.com, or shoot us an email at queerwalkpod at gmail.com. Right. And today we have our homies and esteemed guests. Esteemed and illustrious guests. We're esteemed? Esteemed. (laughs) Oh, shit. I like it. Y'all want to introduce yourselves? Sure. Do it, do it. Sure. Oh. So, um, we, we are, are. Oh, yeah. We're two, two womanist race nerds talking talk shit, shit over tea. tea. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen and Jay. Ew. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Usually yes, I just do it you. at home on my couch. Like, yeah. Let's do it together. So, where can the uh, listeners the find you? Um, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, yep. SoundCloud, SoundCloud. Yep, yep, yep. All the places. Wherever you box. listen to your favorite podcast, we're there. Yes. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Tumblr, T with Queen and J. We're mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram at T with QJ. And um, yeah, and we have yeah. a website, T with Queen and J dot com. All right. And Google us, baby. That's right. right. <laughs> and where you can also find us, because we know that South by is not accessible for everybody. Pretty pricey. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we will be having a meetup for the free. That's at right. Leech's Cantina tomorrow, March 13th at 5 p.m. Um, we will be there Chilling. until yeah. disrupting, yeah. resisting. So, yeah. Join us. So come <laughs> through. Yeah. Okay. And in order to keep this wonderful community and podcast alive, we need you. So there's a couple of ways that you all can contribute um, to this community. Um, you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash queerwalkpod. Or, you know, we're getting real close to that tax fund, uh, the tax season uh, refund. So go ahead and drop that off in our PayPal. Don't buy the Beyonce tickets. Slash queerwalk. Yeah. And um, use our hashtag queerwalk. And also use uh, the hashtag T with QJ. All right, you know? That I was just, rude. No, I mean, oh, you the donations don't are important. I exactly. Just, I was just trying to, you and know. it's really cute watching this abuse in person. <laughs> I usually hear it. It, it is cute. friendly banter. Friendly okay. banter, my ass. Now go on with the Queer Walk of the Week. All right. So, Queer Walk of the Week this week. Oh, my gosh. So, we've never actually been able to give this honor to the Queer Walk of the Week. While they were there. In person. So I am so excited to give Queer Walk of the Week this week to Miss Diamond Style. Please yes. rise. Yes. 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 Okay, so when I was a baby gay in college, like <laughs> lost in all my stuff, I found your YouTube channel and you were one of the first out queer women that black that I ever saw as a possibility. Like, oh, oh, so we do this too. All right. Okay. And so I'm just going to read a few, just a few highlights of why we made you Queer Walk of the Week. Because I know, I mean, I could go on. So Diamond is here in the audience. Diamond is in the audience. Oh, yes. She's here. She's here. Diamond Diamond is here. (laughs) Diamond Styles. So, uh, Diamond is a premier voice in the trans community. Uh, She was like fighting for trans rights before I even knew what they were. Um, so she was, uh, she's originally from Indianapolis and since 2007 has been on YouTube. That, how, like, did you even know about YouTube in 2007? I really did. Exactly. 
innovator. Um, she's been a fighter since 1999 when she won her um, First Amendment victory against Indianapolis Public Schools. Yes. Um, when they tried to stop her from wearing a prom dress to prom. Ow. Yes. She was the first openly uh, trans woman at Jackson State University, which is an HBCU in Mississippi. Uh, last year, she started the podcast, Marsha's Plate, which is one of my favorites, always in my rotation. And she sings the intro. Like, what? Yes. <laughs> what? It is the best intro ever. <laughs> it's, I feel so safe. <laughs> I feel safe and loved and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure y'all check, check out Marsha's Plate, too, which, is, of course, is named after um, trans activist Marsha P. Johnson. Say her uh, name. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ashe. Ashe. Yeah, and it drops every Thursday. So if y'all are looking for the podcast, I mean, it's on SoundCloud and all the the pod places too. Yes. So yeah, Diamond, y'all. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Wakanda yes. forever. Just in the midst of a legend. I know. Yes. <laughs> just like you, just here with us. Oof. I feel blessed. And highly favored. All right. Nobody was raised in the black church. Okay, it's no, fine. It's, 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 <laughs> I heard you. Well, no, wow. Okay. <laughs> Moving right along. Oh, I'm, Muslim. I'm sorry. You know, we you exist. Know, you know, Christian, Christian hegemony just seeps its way into everything. I'm not even a believer, but black here we go. Exists. I just like saying that. Okay. That is important. I think that you did the, the December 25th birthday better than Jesus, though. I, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Iconic. Truly. I mean, is it even truly a comparison? <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. Because somebody going to be mad. <laughs> All right. So let's go on to our community contributors uh, for the past couple of weeks. So we want to give a shout out to... Brian, Christy, and Sydney for all becoming new patrons. So hey. shout out to y'all. And thank you so much to Dahlia, who dropped a yes. nice little PayPal donation. Uh, she said that she couldn't, she wanted to come to South by Southwest, but she couldn't. So she just wanted to donate to make sure, you know, our funds were covered. So we appreciate Dahlia. And shout out to the um, SU, so the Syracuse University LGBT Resource Center yes. uh, for helping uh, to, they gave a, a good little um, donation to go to our um, travel. So um, yeah. shout out to them. They really made our housing possible. Right. So yes. we have yes. to yes. shout out the Ashe. Resource Center yeah. at and Syracuse. So j- supporting us, but also, you know, queer people of color right. in general, especially yeah. on that really isolated white ass campus. Yeah. So shout out to them. <laughs> and um, normally we read the reviews um, from our uh, from our contributors. But because we do have our esteemed and illustrious guests, we want to make sure we have enough time, um, you know, to converse with them. So shout out to uh, Vitamin C for leaving a review. And shout out to Nunu, money Nunu, sister. Nunu, my baby we love you. We, uh, we love you, yes. Thank y'all so much. Yeah. And we always encourage y'all to contribute to the community because even though this is our part, our podcast, it's a, we, are, we are really trying to create a community. So we love to have um, listener uh, contributions and engagement. Yeah. I feel like that's our favorite feedback we get, too. Yeah. That people feel like we're creating a community. So. Indeed. Community. Community. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're going to go on to... The mental moment with money. You're not no I don't, jingle. I don't have a jingle prepared. I feel dropped. Do you? I know. Oh, this so is like sorry. a. How dare you? Okay. You know my go-to is Luther. I'll just do some. Okay, give it to give us. Some Still in love. <laughs> 
with me. I was not okay. meant to live alone. I thought you said you ain't had one. Turn this house into a home. We done. And I climb stairs and turn the key. Me neither. I never knew you should have here with the words that we don't know. Nick all right <laughs> all right so um for those of you who might be listening who have never heard queer walk before i am a therapist that's what that's my day job she about to be a doctor I'm you know so what y'all say i'm y'all almost she be therapizing <laughs> she be therapizing <laughs> and so i do the mental moment to kind of pull in um my day job stuff with because this is this is what I really went into therapy for, for the community. So that's what this segment is about. Um, and so today I wanted to talk about survival because I feel like it's been a theme over the past week and since the last episode too. And, you know, coming off Wakanda and like Killmonger and all that stuff, like what it means to survive. Um, and so patron saint, high priestess. Of, the high priestess of Queer Walk. Alexis Pauline Gums, Dr. Alexis Pauline Gums. If you're listening, please be on the show. Please be on the show. Um, <laughs> uh, she has this piece called The Shape of My Impact. And uh, that piece changed my life for a lot of reasons. Literally um, I feel like I reference it at least once a week. Um, but in there, she talks about survival. So I wanted to read a little quote from it to kind of start this conversation. So she says, What people most seem to be actually meaning today when they say not just survive actually means not just subsist. Survival has never meant bare minimum, the small space next to the line of death. Survival references what we have overcome. Survival is life after disaster, life in honor of our ancestors, despite the genocidal forces working against them, specifically so we would not exist. My survival, my life resplendent with the energy of my ancestors is enough. That is a word. Yes. Um, and so that's that's why I wanted to talk about survival because people sell survival short. Um, I always hear like not not just surviving; we need to thrive. Is uh, and so as a therapist, what I see is people forego um, the like the, doing the everyday things, trying to uh, attain this thriving mentality. So like you're not gonna eat in the morning because you're running to go do this thing um, because you're trying to thrive or I'm guilty of it too, staying up till four in the morning trying to get an article out because I'm trying to thrive, not just survive. Um, and our survival is resistive, especially as queer women of color when it feels like the only time we get our story, we don't get our everyday shit stories. Like right. the going to the grocery store or going shopping or nothing like that. What we get are the stories of queer women of color who are thriving, like uh, excelling or dead. And so that whole middle space is health, is living, is life. That's what I'm doing most of the time. Um, And so when we start to sell survival short, there's no space in between like death and excellence, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it just sets you up for real like toxic ways of living. And so, um, so something else I wanted to add about survival uh, is that we're so often mourning that we, we don't stay in the moment of celebrating our lives, like just being. 
So I don't know if anybody practices yoga, but like so all that focus on like breath and just being in the moment. Um, I do mindfulness stuff with my clients, like being present. We don't take those moments. And, and it's, it's like the, the very personal way that we overlook our life. Like you are here in this moment. Um, and don't get on that thrive train and overlook all those moments. Like life is created in every second. And right. so uh, I propose <clears throat> the survive hive because they, I've heard of the thrive tribe and Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, we love saying. a good rhyme at Clearwell. We're going to snap Can I be down? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Hashtag survive hive. Um, yeah, because y'all know I love alliteration too. So, yeah. And uh, just and that's just the basic human shit. So I'm, so I'm working on my dissertation. Like they say, I'm almost she doctor. To be a doctor. Uh, and what's been um, coming up at the end of every interview that I'm doing, I'm interviewing queer women of color because I, I study this shit, I live this shit, and I does this shit, right? Um, is there, so I ask them, what is the thing that you need most from a therapist as a queer woman of color? And they like, just celebrate that I showed up. Like, just, yeah. just tell me. I'm glad you made it here today. Um, and, and that might sound like, okay, you went to therapy. But like I said, the only stories we have of queer women of color are in excellence or death. And so those everyday things of like, you took this hour out your day to just focus on you. Mm-hmm. But let's celebrate that. And not to um, mention all the things that, you know, all the the fucked up stuff about, you know, therapy that keeps us from it. So oh, just, yes. Just like showing, showing up yeah. is like huge. Yes, yeah. So yeah, that was my mental moment. Y'all, y'all can add. Thank you, honey. I don't, I don't, that I don't was know the delicious. format, so I'm just sitting here. Sorry, it's no! like it's like we're listening to the show. I was mesmerized by the mental. I was like, oh shit, it's happening in real time. I forgot, I forgot that I was up here with you. Yes, yes, all of that. Survive high. Yes, what survive high. do y'all do to survive? I eat. Like, I really mm-hmm. love to eat. Yes. And then we live in a world that tells us to, like, punish ourselves for what we eat. Mm-hmm. And I don't do that shit. Like, if I want to eat it, I'm going to eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I eat. I have sex. Sex is good. Sex is great. It's great. Um, I do my hair. Mm-hmm. You say you Like, there's little though? things that second I do for myself thing. to survive that's just, like, yeah. like yeah. regular everyday shit. Kind yeah, of like exactly. what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think we're, we're as black uh, women, shamed for a lot of the stuff that we enjoy. Doing mm-hmm. our hair. Um, like you said, sex, all of those things. We're shamed for doing anything that is not labor or thriving, extreme yeah. success, or dying, because mm-hmm. that's all that we are here for mm-hmm. in a colonized society. Um, so, yeah, I definitely enjoy indulging in all of that shit, mm-hmm. getting my hair done, having sex, watching TV. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Watching, I, I'm somebody, I love movies, I love movie critiques, I love all that shit, but I was always shamed into thinking, your body is at rest right now, and you're not doing anything. Right. So this well, is that this TV is shameful. The idiot box, like, right? Yeah, right, right, right. right. Yeah. Happens yeah. on television, all right. that stuff. So right. why are you doing that? You're supposed mm-hmm. to be smart. You're supposed exactly. to excel. You're supposed to exceed right. these standards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can't do that because you watch TV. Right. And it's like that's not really the case. Like why can't we just be regular ass bitches mm-hmm. and not be extraordinary? Mm-hmm. Can I live? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Survive hive. Yeah. And y'all do some good ass reviews. Thank you. <laughs> movies and shows. Thank you so much. So thank you, thank you, thank you. That's funny. It's funny because I don't like anything. So you don't. to know that <laughs> I really don't. I don't like everything is garbage. Mm. But to You like you, Black Panther? No, because that was like amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a life moment. That was yeah, an that experience. Was like a that's in a category unto itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, you that's don't like Black thing. Panther, like 
you just cannot exist in my life. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. this is true. that doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. As yeah. a Wakandan American, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we go. Uh, Want to move on to our next segment? Yeah. Okay, so this, this week's, week's episode, episode is, is brought to you by. Self-care. Ooh, my voice went up. Yeah. Like a, like a boy walking puberty. It's from all that singing. Is that Luther? No. No. <laughs> this is we the used word. to call it uh, Nikita's word. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm about to say. It's just that she wasn't late this time, so it threw you off. All right. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. Let's Let the listeners know I'm giving her a fierce side eye right now. <laughs> all right. So uh, it's really funny because when we were uh, prepping... And Money brought up Alexis Pauline Gums, um, who's done a lot of uh, work on Audre Lorde. And even in this particular essay, The Shape of My Impact, she was talking about Audre Lorde. Mm -hmm. And so, as many folks know, um, Audre Lorde has a quote. I'm going to paraphrase it where she says, you know, self-care is not, you know, it's not just mere indulgence, but it's um, political warfare. So something that I've noticed um, about... Audre Lorde and a lot of other black feminist luminaries is that they're, they get reduced down to these really like digestible like quotes that the full context not only of her work is missed but the full context of her life is missed um, and so what I wanted to like talk about or what's often missed on when people talk about self-care and that when Audre Lorde was talking and writing about self-care she was in the midst of dealing with cancer, cancer. And so in that same essay, The Shape of My Impact, um, Alexis Pauline Gums talks about how when Audre Lorde was teaching at Hunter College, they denied her, um, um, not only did they deny her medical leave, but they also denied her because she requested to teach in warmer yeah. places in the cold. Mm-hmm. So because that was something that was, um, that was like good and that she knew that she needed like for her health. For her survival. For her survival, Right. And so, and then at sorry, I just, no, go right ahead. But then, as Alexis Pauline Gums is writing this, Hunter College is having a twenty-year celebration of, Audrey, of Lord. Audrey Lord's life. And so, one of the things that she says in that essay is that you know we love to invoke. She's like people. The university would much rather invoke black feminists when they're dead than rather than support them as the black queer troublemakers in faculty meetings, mm-hmm. right? And so, the thing that I that we always like stress here on uh, Queer Walk is like the material conditions and like the broader social forces. And so there's this really good blog um, from, um, it was called the Low End Theory blog. And I think the person's Twitter, Twitter handle is at Touch Faith. And they had this really uh, great quote. And they, they have like a two-part series where they kind of break down um, how people end up talking about self-care in these really like individualized ways that kind of, that are totally divorced and removed from the structures that actually determine and shape people's lives. And so on that blog, they, uh, they say, Audre Lorde didn't die a natural death. She died an institutionally produced one, a death that was generated at the level of social infrastructure. And so what I wanted to just talk about, again, is how a lot of times we talk about like self-care is just these individual things that we do to like, you know, to make sure that we survive. And so I don't have a problem or a critique of that, but the thing that I always, you know, um, think about and talk about is our ability, our individual ability to like care for ourselves will always bump up against the, the limits of the, of the structures in society. So for example, um, I was just uh, looking last night and, 
apparently when, um, when there was all of the talk and the, uh, the movement and the legislation around the Affordable Care Act, uh, the CEO of Whole Foods, John Mackey, um, said he argued against the public option that, did, that didn't end up going um, in the Affordable Care Act. So he was against the public option in the... Um, in the Affordable Care Act, and he suggested that if we all ate the right foods and we um, live disease-free, um, that we could live disease-free, and if we just took care of, care of ourselves, then we could live long lives, right? And so that's how, that's the ways in which self-care, again, it pushes the burden onto the individual rather than thinking, how can we, I mean, not even just like the Affordable Care Act, but how can we go beyond that to have universal health care, right? How come Hunter College denied, like, Audre Lorde, you know, medical leave, right? And what, what was, and she was an adjunct, right, professor when she was teaching at the time, and we know how precarious the conditions of adjunct workers are and how that disproportionately affects and impacts um, black women. And so... Or even when ahead. you... Was it, you working at Home Depot? Oh, my God. So I was, yeah. yeah, I was working at Home Depot. I mean, what, I, don't, I don't even remember what the little pittance that they paid me, but it wasn't enough for nothing. And I was part-time... Did you say pittance? A pittance, yeah. <laughs> and they had a little... So they had this, like, wellness program. And it was like, you know, do all these things. And, but, so they had a little wellness program to, like, teach us how to take care of ourselves, but they weren't offering anybody, like, healthcare benefits. Right. And so it's like th those are we should do the things that we need to do in order to survive. Mm -hmm. But our again, our ability to do that is it's our ability to do that increases when the society as mm -hmm. a whole is is conducive and pushed towards actually caring for people. Right. And so I feel like that part yeah. you know, gets lost oftentimes in the self-care. Yeah. It's like the everyday things at work. Um, I'm thinking about like when I was in high school, I was working um, like fast food, like most folks do in high school. And I couldn't leave my register to like use the restroom. So you have a 20 minute break, you know, you better use the restroom then. And so that, that's why even before we started, I was like, I'll just hold it. Because you get so used to that. Like you didn't even that small way of taking care of yourself. You get used to denying. Right, right, yeah. right. I know for myself, like I've always been hugely the opposite of that. Um, Jay knows this. I just always kind of do what I want. She lives Be like a white man. <laughs> it's very strange No I do But it's like Because I remember as a child My mom has a degree from NYU But I remember as a child My mother My grandmother passed mm -hmm. And my mom handed in a paper late And her professor filled her And said to my yeah. mom I know your mother died But you had a paper due mm -hmm. And my mother came home And was just on some like This is why you do whatever the fuck you want Because yep. nobody cares Like I seriously do whatever I the fuck mm -hmm. I want. Like, I got to use the bathroom, I'm using the bathroom. She would get up right now. I would. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Luckily, yeah. I don't have to use the bathroom. Thank but God. yeah, I would do that because as a black woman, no one cares. You're always supposed yes. to be laboring. Yeah. You're always supposed to be mm -hmm. laboring. And if you're not producing for the world, then, then what it's are a you problem. Doing? Yeah. Yeah. It is a problem. Exactly. So in order for me to survive, in order for me to self-care, in order for me to like Mm -hmm. always love myself, I have to always think about what is for me and how I'm going to do everything for myself. So, yeah. I don't know for the world that's been a problem, but for me, you know, <laughs> I'm I've been good. good. <laughs> <laughs> I've been good, but yeah, like, but like seriously, mm -hmm. like my grandmother died. Yeah, yeah. And she said yeah. to my mom, mm -hmm. I know you had, I know, you, I know your mother died, but you had a paper due. Yeah. Like, fuck all of that shit. Yeah. I'm not with it. What about you and self-care? Um, I was just thinking, sorry, it just, that took me to just the way that we see 
black bodies, the way that we view things, because even it reminded me of um, how this kind of behavior and the way the institution treats black bodies, it, it reminds me of the way that we in turn end up teaching our children you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and treating ourselves. I think of a lot yeah. of like the black charter schools in New York City and how they kind of teach them exactly. to be these little machines. Yes. Because exactly. that's yeah. the only way you're gonna be ex- ex- yeah. you're gonna be treated like a full human. Right. right. If you if you dress a certain way, if you stand up straight, if you hold your pee, you yeah. know, and take your yeah. test, if you hand in your paper mm-hmm. when your grandma dies, if yeah. you are if you are the best machine, then America yeah, might treat exactly. you like a human because yes. your only function here is to, to either thrive. Mm-hmm. To be a machine worker or to be dead. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. So um, that's something that I yeah. struggle with because my parents didn't teach me to live like a white man. I was mm-hmm. taught <laughs> that I was a second class citizen and to mm-hmm. um, to work within that and to be mm-hmm. a little machine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's it's constant like relearning like it's okay. It's fucking Saturday. I can watch a little bit of Netflix yes. if I want to. Yeah. I don't have to be constantly producing and working and you know trying to thrive. Right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. I was just thinking about how... Um, it's a it's a weird position to be in in the mental health field and trying to take this shit back to my communities too because I feel like the conversation around self care is also set up for you to constantly be a consumer so right. it's real like capitalist also sure. um, like like you need to externally like go get something in order to be okay and you know I'm a narrative therapist so I believe that like we have everything we need to be okay it's just that these things outside of us block us from doing right. that. Um, they put these constraints yes, on our lives yeah. that impede our ability right. to do certain things to actually like take care of our, not just mm-hmm. ourselves but our like communities. Communities, yeah. yeah. That's that's too. Like I was thinking about how you, when you said the conversation around self care is so individual, it is the the larger conversation around self care isn't even designed for women and women of color and queer folks in general because we've always healed together. Like, we've always done communal care. Um, It's never been, like, us going off into the mountains and, and like, backpacking for a week in order to, like... We don't pray love. Yeah. Like, we, we always come together. I'm thinking about through grief, through everything. Like, we... Like, as a people, we just always do that. Yeah. That's real. Mm-hmm. All right. That's good. No, that that made me think of how that kind of lifestyle, that cultural Mm -hmm. lifestyle that we have of uh, healing communally is so contrary to everything that we have Mm -hmm. to do as machines to thrive within the system. You know what I mean? Which and that when you when you're moving in constant contradiction to anything, that's unhealthy. Yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? Exactly. That in itself is stress and it just reminds me mm-hmm. of weathering and how black bodies are more weathered yeah. than other bodies because yeah. we're dealing with these unspoken stresses yeah. that nobody else has to consider. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like, even, <laughs> even if we do eat right, right. Then we still live in this white yeah. patriarchal, yeah. patriarchal right. capitalistic mm-hmm. ass mm-hmm. fuck shit mm-hmm. and yeah. we have to deal with that and counter yeah. that and fight to that so like yeah I live my life and I do whatever I want and she says I live like a white man but I have to fight to do that every day right, like I'm yeah. pushing against something mm-hmm. every day and who wants to always push like right, that's right. it's exhausting right. that's work yeah. that's exhausting like I literally go mm-hmm. home and be tired as fuck mm-hmm. just yeah. because I wanted to make sure I assert myself as I navigate yeah. this world and it's good but at the same time it's it puts a lot on my body and it puts a lot on my mental to like have to 
always be in fight mode. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. I'm all, you know, I'm always. Yeah, like, like, to always be in fight mode is, is a lot on the body, period. So, even if I ate right, even if I exercised, yeah, right. even right, if right. I did all of that shit, mm-hmm. it's still not enough, and my body mm-hmm. is still going to, like, fall apart. Mm-hmm. You know? Your, your, um, your, your hype hippocampus is always active. Yes. So, I was, I was just thinking about um, fight mode, flight mode and freeze mode yeah. those are our body's responses to like triggers and traumas yeah. and like thinking we're in danger mm-hmm. and just to just to navigate my day I gotta be in fight mode like right. your, your body isn't built to be under that stress it's all not, the time, all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. like just think of your heart rate if you're always right. in right. fight mode that is and not just, healthy yeah just to give like a small example of that there's like the overt racism that we deal with um, you know on the daily there's like overt mm-hmm. stuff but then there's little stuff like I could be having an amazing day but I have to make a return i have my receipt and i go to the counter and i have to convince them that i'm a customer yeah. and not you know it's automatic right. and not a thief and not a thief not yeah. a thief i can have mm-hmm. my receipt right there they're still gonna ask me do you have do you have your receipt because of i don't have the image i don't have the look of a customer i'm like not a what customer, a customer right? looks yeah. like because customers are white mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. i mean so mm-hmm. that's stressful yeah, yeah. i just i just want to fucking return these socks i don't want them yeah. you know what i mean it's yeah. like it's all this extra shit mm-hmm. that i have to deal it's fucking stressful yeah right. i was thinking about like life and care and I don't know, like benefits and how institutions aren't set up for us. Even like who you can list as a a family member, like a bene- a beneficiary or right. like a whatever. Because um, I know SU thinks they're progressive because you can list a domestic partner. partner for like benefits, ooh, right. you don't have to be married. You see my expressive shoulders, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I'm I, I remember when so I, when I got the job I have now, I was like, oh shit, I'm making money, but not really. Um, and my mom was talking about how like yeah, they got to factor in that you got to buy shoes for. Cut- you got you know you gotta you have to take care, of, take all care of all people. these other people in your they life. need to ask she was like yeah you don't got no kids but you got uh dependents right. you know what I mean? yeah. like that's a that's a thing for us right. too it's healing communally also indeed all right we should all move right. on to the topic we should it's 10 okay so we have some probing questions oh my for our esteemed, all in my business. Yeah. And <laughs> so our guest, our topic is actually womanist race nerds. Hey, yes. that's us. Yes, that's y'all. That's what we do. So tell us where womanist race nerds came from. Like we don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, we know? have where, where where the term came from. Yeah. So basically, whenever we were together, we started out the podcast um, four years ago, and it was supposed to be like pop culture, general shit. And then we realized that we were always talking about race Mm -hmm. all the time. All the time. And when we tried to deviate from that, something racial would come up. It would always like gear back. back. And we're like, that's just who we are. It's just what we're going to do because our nerddom is race. race. We're going to break that shit down. We're going to flip it upside down. Um, and we do it from a perspective that is inclusive of women, you know what I'm saying, and mm. femme-presenting individuals. So I think that because um, women have always been seen as white and black people have always been seen as male, it's mm-hmm. been important to us to make sure that we are doing this from a womanist race nerd perspective. So when we review Black Panther, when we review She's Gotta Have It, yeah. we're doing it from that perspective you know mm-hmm. what i mean mm-hmm. and from that voice and it's, it's honestly it's a voice unless you are tapped into certain writers and things like that i don't hear it anywhere else no. you know yeah. what i mean yeah um except for you know I've, we've built community through podcasting and whatnot so mm-hmm. we know other people like you and whatnot who 
are tapped into that, mm-hmm. but our voice is it's just one that we haven't heard anywhere. So we just it's for it's healing for ourselves, honestly. Yeah. Add on to what she says, it's I didn't realize I didn't hear that voice because I'm always speaking in that voice. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And I've always been person. I've always been a person to create what I don't see. Mm-hmm. So whatever I don't see the world creating for me, I kind of just do for myself. So like we are doing this podcast, and we weren't consciously like doing this woman is race no shit because right. that's just what we do. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize, I guess, during the course of the four years that this is actually a market, you know, yeah, or like a, yeah. a that thing. is the, that is the niche. Mm-hmm. There's a name for this, right? Yeah. You know, because yeah. we do what a lot of other yeah. podcasts do in terms of like our outline. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But we're gonna touch on things that nobody else will, yeah, because right. their goals yeah. are different than our goals, yeah, exactly. right? You know, yeah. yeah. Um, you want? Um, I want to ask why womanism, right. As opposed to like black feminism. Yes. So I have a problem with, um, I don't mind if somebody calls me a black feminist and I'll use it sometimes to refer to myself just so that people understand what I mean. But I have a problem when I know that feminist things are happening and I'm feeling like excited and happy about it. And I know that somewhere there's a white feminist who is feeling the same joy, but in the next turn, will isolate me from a conversation Mm -hmm. of feminism because I'm a woman of color and they don't see me as a woman because women are white and black people are men. And so when I talk about, just for anyone who doesn't know, when I talk about white feminism, I'm not talking about white women who are feminists. I'm talking about a certain brand of feminism that is exclusive of anyone who is not a white woman. Non-intersectional. Right, Right. non-intersectional feminism. And so for me, I just want nothing to do with it. There was a time when I was like, no, I'm going to... I have a seat at a table at the table because I'm making one for myself. I demand a seat at this feminist mm-hmm. table. This is but again, that's my body in resistance to right, what's happening. Right, right. And I have to resist so many other mm-hmm. things throughout the day. Y'all can have that. So yeah. I'm just gonna be a womanist. I'm gonna do this shit over here. Y'all can come. Mm-hmm. Y'all can come if you wanna come and be mm-hmm, a womanist mm-hmm. as well with me, but I don't wanna be black a black feminist. I don't mind it, but you know, my in my everyday tongue, I don't wanna be a black feminist because I shouldn't have to put black on the top of right, everything because right. I'm the motherfucking default. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm a womanist. Y'all can come. You can mm-hmm. call me a black feminist. I'm okay to be black anything, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't like that feeling of being lumped in with this group right. that doesn't see me as right. a woman anyway. Right. You know? Right. Um, I prefer womanism because a black woman created that term. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I Alice th- Walker. Alice yeah, Walker. Alice Walker. Yeah. And I didn't even ever, like I didn't start connecting with whatever feminism was until later in my life because feminism was always this white woman thing. And I didn't see myself. I was always this highly pro black, but mm-hmm. I didn't see myself in feminism. So I was like, I don't do that. I'm pro women, but I don't do that feminism shit. So when I learned yeah. the word womanism. I was like, okay, I do that. I see myself in that. I'm included in that. So that's why mm-hmm. for me it's just womanism yeah. and a black woman created. And mm-hmm. just like Jay, I'm not, I don't like black versions of anything because mm-hmm. I'm the standard. Right. So being that there was a word already created for it, I'm going to use that word. But black yeah. feminism just... Just, I don't like yeah. black yeah. versions And I think everything. there's, a, there's like, a confusion sometimes no that mm-hmm. people think that womanism is a form of feminism when it's not. Feminism is a form of womanism. Yeah. White mm-hmm. feminism is a form of womanism. These are little niche groups. You want to go over there and be a white feminist? Mm-hmm. You're taking a niche of something that's yeah. good take, and corrupting yeah. it. So mm-hmm. y'all do that. And mm-hmm. I, I, I hate to misquote it, which is why I don't often do it. Um, but she said that... Um, 
Womanism is to feminism as purple is to lavender. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, purple yeah. is your main color, and then you and got lavender. Is down. You got yeah. lavender. It's a you got lighter. You know, yeah. Yes, you yeah. don't yeah. scare people right. out the room exactly. as much. Yeah. Lavender, yeah. your lilacs. Like, that's all like that. getting to like uh, Queen's point about basically um, like black isn't the derivative. So like that kind of reframing of womanism as being the standard or the like the umbrella. Um, under which everything else falls. I, I, I love how that like re, just like recenters, yeah, yeah, uh, like definitely. black women. So that's really yeah. Uh, helpful. Yeah, I was so I I think I resonate with black feminist um, more than womanist, uh, and I was trying to think about why. Like I feel like I ask myself this ever since I heard y'all podcast for the first time. I'm like, I love the color purple. I love Alice right. Walker. I've read and searched my mother's gardens. Why am I not calling myself a womanist? Um, but I think it's because when I first when I first took a breath to realize that like all of my identities were like existed before me and that these women were writing about it before I was even born, they all called themselves black feminists. So something about that felt powerful to me. Um and I remember when I first met Nikita, you said something about, like, the black qualifier, too. Like, right. Jay and Queen were talking about. Um, but it felt like, to me, I don't know. Like, I think a lot of times the way feminism gets talked about is the white wave feminism. And I think wave talking about feminism in waves is inherently racist because, um, like, we never had to fight to work. We were always expected to work, you know, right. and um, like we have been our labor has been exploited like the this country was built on like the genocide of indigenous women and like the the forced reproduction and enslavement of black women. Right. So it's like how, how no. Um, and and so then I, I did like this whole like reshifting of the narrative of the actual origins of feminism. And I'm, I'm thinking about like indigenous women and like black right. women. That's the origins of feminism. Like. Um, Sojourner Truth, like standing up in front of uh, you know this room full of white men, like ain't I a woman? woman. Sure. Like I've, I've, what is that quote? Like I've, I've bore fifteen children and seen them all sold off into slavery. Right. Like how, what, what do I have to do for somebody to throw a fucking jacket down over a puddle for me? Right. Um, and so knowing that, like there were black queer women that were doing that, like fuck that wave shit. Feminism is this. Um, it empowered me, like as a as a, a early twenties, uh, and so part of me like doesn't want to let that go. Like I you feel like I to. need to. You don't have yeah. to. Like I feel you on that because I have those feelings also. Because I go mm-hmm. back and forth where I'm like. Y'all can't have this shit. Like, you yeah, because I mean? when you like, was like, y'all can come along. I'm like, but white women can't have. I don't. Womanism. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's really, not for you. I don't really want the women, but yeah. like. So I get what you say with that, but like when it comes to like when I think about language and this English language, like yeah. that was called something else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like feminism is like this English word that you know whatever. Right. So right. womanism, since that's a word that a black person made, yes, amongst all of that yes. shit, that's why I could fuck with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. like I don't. Yeah, you know, like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Joan Morgan has this book called um, "When Chicken Heads Come, Come Home, Home to, to Roost. Roost. Yeah, I read that book. Yes. <laughs> love that book and the in the in the beginning of it um she was talking about uh that she never knew what feminism was she just knew that like her mother and her grandmother had to like fly to do things that people could walk to like something right. like that right and i'm like yes yes that's it yeah yeah i agree mm-hmm. all right you got the next question to keep us on time i'm gonna ask uh the questions out of order okay since we're short on time so of course here at Queer Walk, you know, we center the experiences of queer women of color. So 
we want to hear from y'all. How have uh, queer women of color shaped or informed your womanism and uh, your podcast? Are you looking at me? No, I'm joking. Mm -hmm. Um, To be honest, I... It's hard for me to answer that question because when I see black queer women, I don't consider their queerness and how it... I just take them as a whole person. Like, I don't... I've never looked at... Because, of course, I love OG Lord, but I did, and, of course, she impacts my life, but mm-hmm. I never have separated those... It's just one thing for me, so mm-hmm, I guess, sure. like, that black woman confidence or that black woman assertion or that black woman... Um, need to exist that mm. these black queer women have taught me is how I kind of, how I exist mm. and how mm. I do that yeah sorry that question caught me off guard it makes me emotional mm-hmm. but oh just so you know Jay cries, Jay cries. all the time yeah. every episode it happens she has, she's I was holding signs. it together and yeah. then you yeah. asked Jay that doesn't cry it's a problem yeah. so just it's okay right. I have a lot of water in my chart too, right so. thank you okay <laughs> So I was raised in a very patriarchal type of, um, like I had a very patriarchal upbringing and you had to be a lady and you had to do all these things Mm -hmm. to be a certain type of woman. And my best friend, her aunt was a very um, masculine lesbian. And I just, I'm a straight person, but I never identified with being a lady. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that... Sorry. That no, you don't have tissue. You don't have to apologize. Got some tissue? I know. Shout out to we Kimberly. knew this was going to happen. That's why we heard <laughs> this. doing so well, though. I was like, oh, shit, we're almost mm-hmm. over and I didn't cry. Never but, apologize for your yeah. tears. You're What's right, going right. to happen when you meet Oprah? Like, when she interviews you? I'm die. Take me now. These are the gates. <laughs> um, anyway, so knowing that there was a different possibility for womanhood. Mm. So that's how queer women have shaped me. It's like, oh shit, I can be any type of woman I want to that be. I want to be. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yes. So I don't have to be a lady. And I'm not. Right. And I say it as often as I can. She's not a fucking lady. Right. I'm not a lady. That's just not... That's not the type of woman that I am, you know? And yeah. so queer women have shown, they've been possibility models for oh me as somebody who is not a lady, mm-hmm. you know? So thank you, Trey. That, that's that's cool. fantastic. That is, yeah. I want to laugh. Oh, God. It's, 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 you know, when people cry, I always want to laugh at you them. You can laugh, but it caught me off guard <laughs> because. Right, because I, I, I'm sitting up here and I'm, I'm privileged That's your coping mechanism. It I'm, is. I know, I know what it is. I know what it is. Deal with, deal with your shit. But um, no, I'm sitting up here and it's a privilege for me to be here and to be friends with y'all because I'm the one person on the panel who's not queer and I'm like, is this right? You know what I'm saying? Is it right? Is it okay? So just like, you know, asking me that and saying, oh shit. This is important. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's important that I that I talk about that I had these possibility models mm-hmm. and they allowed me to be a woman, you yeah. know? But yeah, I, I, I I don't know where I would be without that model, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, I'm well, so glad right. I know y'all bitches. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that question either. I'll be honest, I've never got any questions about my queerness. So it was like Really? Yeah, people don't really like a lot of people are scared of me. Um, Same. So people don't really ask me like these right. kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. So Okay, one. so I'm going to, like, really change it and bring it 
like back up. Please. So y'all are y'all are baddies. Are we getting to the okay? We as we can see. Thank you. For those of you who are lucky enough to be in the room, I mean, goddamn. (laughs) Tell us about the fashion. fashion. Like, where do y'all shop? Yes. What is this lipstick? (laughs) (laughs) These glasses are prescription. They are. They are. I thought they They was fake all the time. It's not fake. It's not a joke. These are my prescription glasses. Where do I Um, shop? I'm a thrifter. Hey, um, I got this from the thrift store. I don't like paying full yes. price for anything. Same. Because I worked in retail so long that I know that nothing is worth anything. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like a thrifter. I like, I'll do some H&M, no monkeys, you know. Um, <laughs> Zara. I'm, I'm trying to get out of fast fashion, but I'm still mm. poor. So it's right. hard. Um, but yeah, I'm, I kind of just like, I dress how I feel. If that makes mm-hmm. any sense, um, and I'm pretty like quick. Like I'm put, I could put an outfit together quick. Um, I love hair. Yes. Like my outfit could be disgusting, but if my hair is on point, then I feel like the baddest bitch in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and your hair is indeed popping. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that blue, bitch? Oh. <laughs> you know, I got this uh, this um, little uh, this little fade, but I'm like, shit, I need to get me some hair. <laughs> <laughs> Strange with me and Jay is that like we're not we're into fashion but we're not into fashion if that no, makes any sense. Really, like, yeah. I don't really follow trends. I don't yeah. know designers. Um, I don't know none of that shit. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. literally like I just, come from a fly family who just likes to look good mm-hmm. and feel good. Like looking good is a feel good thing for me. Like there was a time when I was unemployed and this was when me and Jay first started this podcast. I was unemployed and anytime I felt depressed. I would beat the shit out of my face with makeup, put yes. on the flyest outfit, mm, yeah. and leave my house. Because it was yes. just like stuff I just had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like self-care. Kind mm-hmm. of like asserting myself. Mm-hmm. Kind of like reminding myself that I'm the shit. Um, I'm very good at reminding myself that I'm the shit. Because the world tells me that. Exactly. I'm the shit, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and baby mama will be performing at South by Southwest. I'll be there. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah, that's like, I don't, I don't even know. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I'm not a thrifter, but you have got me a little bit into being okay with... If you do a thrift swap, then I'll yeah, thrift. Yeah, I do this thrift swaps. But so, I'm not yeah. going to, like, the thrift shop. <laughs> you you missing out. I can't, I can't do you it. You missing I out. I know, it's hard. It's really hard. Um, but, yeah, I enjoy hair, too. I, enjoy, I call myself a jazzy ragamuffin. I'm a little dressed up today, but I enjoy, like... It's just being comfortable. She does mm-hmm. androgynous chic. Very yes. Yeah. yeah. That's my lane, actually. That's where yeah. I'm comfortable. And then when I when I glam up, I feel like I'm in costume. I'm also a cosplayer. So yeah. that's my... I feel like I'm in costume when I'm, like, pretty and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And so that's my approach to fashion. It's, like, it's cosplaying. So wow. I'm either my jazzy ragamuffin or I'm, like, in cosplay. Mm-hmm. You know? So... All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to move it on along to the next segment. Because I love ending the show with this. It's our Curved Chronicles segment. And it is the segment in which we talk about the fails and woes of dating. Sure. Uh, and some, sometimes highs. Like, oh, I was going to say, but also just like um, our sometimes just fail is like trying to like make friends. Make friends. Yeah. Just yeah. like be like social. Yes. And. So since since y'all are our guests, y'all have to share a curved chronicle. Have to look at Queen. Queen like I don't share. <laughs> oh, I thought right. Queen was like I've 
curbed 50 people since I've been here. I mean, truly. Money, you was walking with me that day when that man was on Oh, my face. God! Oh, okay, we, we can tell this together. So it's when I curve or when people curve me? Either, Either one. one. I can't remember the last time I've been curved, to be honest. Here we go. I haven't been curved since 75. <laughs> Never seen a ceiling in my whole life. I really haven't. But, um... It's like you curved him so hard, but it wasn't even a conscious thing. It was just like I saw a man. Like I'm a big breast woman, right? My titties is big, and men are always looking at me. So it's not a thing for a man to look at me because they're probably looking at my titties. I am gorgeous, but like I'm mm-hmm. used to the frontal. Like it's not like I have a big, big ass, and I don't mm-hmm. see men like you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I'm used to men looking at me. So I always know when a man is gonna like look, look. Mm-hmm. So I have to like for me to deal with navigating this world and these nasty ass men. I kind of have to detach myself all the time. I'm just used to doing it. I don't even know that I do it. Like when you pointed out, because I seen him from, oh, and I just knew. Like me, just like. Detached, yeah. and he like, was all like, "In the money, because I have expressive shoulders, and so I notice when other people do too." And he did the little, like, "You gonna see me?" And you was like, like "No, I'm shoulders? not." Yes, yeah. And then he did a neck roll, like, "How you doing?" And Queen was like, "So we cross the street here." <laughs> Unbothered. Yeah, it's just like I don't. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. And then, it's, and then it's like I saw him pick his ego up off the floor. If I don't, <laughs> and then I, I think about my safety with men. Sure. Um, and I just most of the time don't feel safe. Mm. So I'm just like, let me. Just so is it now. different with like women or other folks? When women, you, um, I don't really have women approach me. I usually approach women. Um. And I have been curved. Okay, so I have a curved one. It was from Well, well, well. <laughs> this, was, this was actually last year. So like, oh, a long time ago. You can't remember wow. that far back. Okay. But um I was out with friends for brunch and maybe it's because I'm a piece of shit, but um, <laughs> I was out with friends for brunch and it was actually these women sitting next to us and they were on a date and um I guess the more masculine one, I was attracted to her. So eventually, I made them join our brunch table, and we're all talking or whatever. And I know she's on a date with the girl, but I got her number and shit. God. (laughs) I wish I was that bad. Got her number and shit, but when I hit her up, she never hit me back. So I just figured it was Oh, because she's in a relationship. You can't. (laughs) Yeah. I just figured that was the universe telling me that I wasn't shit and I shouldn't have been doing that. So I just, you know, swallow that curve and move on with my life. But yeah, I, yeah. How about you, Jay? Oh, um, I'm really awkward in person. So if somebody is trying to holler at me or say anything, I just get she really does. like, I can't. You start pop popping? Yes. <laughs> Pop lock me. I just get weird. I get really weird. So I've seen Jay like I've seen like a Jay is beautiful. Like men yeah. are always like yeah. in Jay's face and they're like, hello. And she's like, ah! I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Cause also, you know what? But it is that thing of like safety, right? So yeah. like I don't know what to so how do I convey that I would like to remain here safely, talking with you, maybe be interested, maybe not. 
and also not be harmed. How do I how yeah. do I do that? Where's the mm. balance? You know yeah. what I'm saying? She can't be like abort, abort. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it unless unless I have no interest in you at all, and then I'll start talking about something totally random, mm. and that'll be like fun and cool. But yeah, I'm really not good in person. I did run into Common at the bathroom once. We were in Harlem at Red Rooster. Are you gonna I tell did. us you curved Common? No, you? no, 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 no. I did. Well, she should. I that found pretty curved Chronicle. No, I found the strength within. And I talked to him for a little while the in the bathroom. Of the, black uh, the strength Panther. of the Black Panther was within me, right? Everybody was there with the shaking their shoulders. <laughs> right? So I had all that juice. So we talked for a good little minute, and I think when it looked like I was trying to holler at him, he was like, "All right, I gotta go." So I was like, "Okay, mm-hmm. thanks." But you were trying to holler. Was I trying to holler at Common? Yes. This was some years ago. Yeah. No, no. Yes, yes I was. It's so funny because I've never... Oh, our politics don't align. He's, uh, he's a little bit he's all eyes matter. I'm like, oh, a little bit. I thought he was just a hotel. But maybe that too. There's, he's like you know, two seconds away from saying all eyes matter. Like, oh. It's like on the tip of his He's tongue. not allowed to eat her pussy with yeah. that yeah. Yeah. No. He's no. not. He's not. He could have done he it could. that day, though. No. He could have done it that wow. day. I was in a mood. They, I just feel like we have to like retire Curve Chronicles the segment because they just they curve celebrities. <laughs> no, he curved me. Queen, curved me. Queen yeah. was upset because she curved somebody who was on a fucking date. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a fun segment while it lasted. Okay, but you had a little moment when we were checking into South by Southwest. Oh, you yes. did. Yes, I remember. I was there. Yes. I Maybe remember. she was just being polite. <laughs> Nikita, this is not the time to be coquettish. This is the biggest stage we've ever been on. <laughs> it pales in comparison to my living room. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, it wasn't a curve. Like so you I was, I was picking she up. No, it was her. like a, it was awkward. You had to go back. I was picking up my badge, and this lovely person who gave me my badge, I guess they looked at the, like, what our show was about, and mm-hmm. they, were like, they were like, that sounds great. They're like, I really wish I could be there, but I have to be here, and I have to work. And I was like... Which, asterisk, that's cold for, I'm gay, bitch. <laughs> I mean, like, they gave me, like, a queer vibe. And then I was, you know, I'm awkward. Not that I'm necessarily checking, but I was like, oh, I was like... Oh well, hope you have a like. I was like, well, hope you have a good day at work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a workers' rights organizer. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I guess I should have uh, given them the cards. Mm-hmm. And then so I talked to you about it, and I was like, should I go back? Wait, and you had to call me. Yes, <laughs> you had to regroup. I we did. do this a lot, actually. The two of us, we do. I, and so and so now I'm standing in the line, and like the little other worker was like, no, like you have to get in line. I was like, no, I was like, I'm doing something else. I'm doing. I'm doing something <laughs> and then I forgot to also give them the flyer to the to the meetup. So I was just I just kind of fucked all up. Okay, but you, you gave her your card. The yeah, the card, the queer okay, walk. Good card. Well, okay, money. You don't got a card? I don't have a curve chronicle because I so I promised myself that I wouldn't date anymore until I finished my dissertation to motivate me to finish my dissertation. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> I need to be fighting and bopping. Frolicking uh, <laughs> and flourishing. Fighting and bopping dissertation. But yesterday, 
I had like a sister circle of y'all helping me with the DMs. Oh, and I oh, really oh appreciated that. Much needed intervention. Yeah. Y'all. DMs so Jay bad. thought that I was just bad at sliding in the DMs. Yes. But that's she, the impression you gave all of your listeners that <laughs> you were trying to hop in the DMs and people were curving you. That's not the case, folks. Not no. at all. Tell us, money. She is a she's a fucking dweeb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you call her? A ratchet dweeb? Yeah. I'm a ratchet she's, dweeb. She's a so, ratchet dweeb. So yes. tell us what's been happening. Um, so people have like, hit me up. And people will slide into money's DMs. Talk and, about, hey girl, what's happening? And if they're sliding, that means they're already wet. They're already down for right. it. That's what that means. <laughs> wow. Okay, right. so um, and the way I reply. So what I said is I revert back to my like high school basketball team statistician self. Nerd. So I'm just like I mean, I'm quitting to the a time total zone. loser. I'm, wow, you're up really late. I went out in the same time zone. I literally said I felt like that was a valid response. Like, are we in the same time zone? It's never a valid response. It's, we're in the same. Have you ever we are all turned? in the contiguous United States. No, but when have you ever got turned on because someone mentioned time zone? A time zone. zone. Oh, I really, I'm partial to Central, but sometimes <laughs> the mountain time just really gets me going. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Yeah. So I'm just bad at DMs. You I try, think- try. Hey. They've already spoken to you. Hey, girl. Da, 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 da. Oh, hey. Try that. Try. We have emojis at our fucking Thank disposal. You. I've been saying I emojis. Just throw a winky emoji. Throw a kissy emoji and let it run, let it sit. Stop talking. That, you know what I'm saying? I send like paragraphs. Don't say it too long. So much. You're yeah, saying that's, too, that's much. too much. And somebody like complimented one of your many like Black Panther outfits. You're like, oh, I made it and I got the fabric from so and so. Yeah, but I wanted to get it from so and so. What do you say when somebody's like? I couldn't stop looking at your picture, and I was like, "You don't talk thank about you. the material you, you use like, to make your outfit." Thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Al body roll emoji. That's it. Right. Yes. Okay. Maybe I don't know. I could do it in person. There are so many but... Rihanna gifs <laughs> that can be used. Hello. Like, All right. Well, at your together. disposal. I was so ashamed when I found out they were sliding I into your I was ashamed because she's I was like, I don't even know you. Like, she's what we've been talking about all this it's, time. And we are all so similar. embarrassing. I know. It's just, I, I don't know. That. Thank y'all for the intervention, though. <laughs> it needs to be <laughs> ongoing. Stop embarrassing us, please. We will reconvene next week. People know okay. we're friends. <laughs> okay. Don't embarrass us. Well, thank y'all for joining us on the Tune In yes. podcast Woo. stage. This has been Queer Walk. Thank y'all so much. Hey. <laughs> Special guests, T with Queen and Jay. Thank Our you. illustrious guests. Yes. Thank y'all so much. All right, we'll wrap it up then. We'll wrap it up we did then. It. <laughs>